let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. My name is Joseph Mansell. I am your host. And guys, you are in for a treat in this episode of Fitness Times Business. Going to spend an entire episode on the fitness side of the topics that we like to talk about in this podcast. It's inspired by those of you who follow me on Instagram, at Joseph Mensell. Those of you who don't do now uh, would know that every weekend I do in my Instagram story, I do an interactive uh, weekend Q&A. So it's a question and answer. You can jump on there and ask me any questions you want. And I obviously get a lot of questions about fitness. I get a lot of questions about business, a lot of questions about life and motivation. I get a whole, I usually get hundreds upon hundreds of questions and I try and get back to between 30 and 50 of them each and every weekend. This episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast is inspired by one of the, if not the, most common fitness-related question that I get each and every weekend in my IG story Q&A, and that is about the best way to lose body fat, or the best way to lose fat, or the best way to lose weight, always around losing fat. So I wanted to shoot this episode of Fitness Times Business. I'm actually going to title it, My Five-Step Process to losing fat. That's what that's what that's how I'm going to frame it and that's what we're going to talk about. So first and foremost before we dive into the actual five steps, I just want to disclaim a little bit and perhaps give a little bit of context that these five steps are going to help you lose fat. Lose body fat as opposed to losing weight. And there is a distinction and that we need to get our head around that first and foremost. When we talk about losing weight, we don't necessarily care where the weight comes from. We're just talking about the number on the scale goes down. So that weight may come from water weight, may come from body fat. A lot of the times it comes from muscle mass as well. I'm not interested in talking about losing weight. I'm interested in talking about losing weight from a specific area of your body and that is body fat. Because body fat really serves no purpose. So really what this podcast is about is improving body composition. Maintaining the muscle mass that you have while you put yourself in a position where you can lose weight almost exclusively from excess body fat. So the five steps. Let's dive straight in. Step number one is to create a caloric deficit. So what is a caloric deficit? Real basic for those of you who know what a caloric deficit is. This is going to be a refresher for those of you who don't. This is fundamental basic knowledge that you have to have if you are serious about losing body fat. A caloric deficit means that over a given period of time, let's take a day, 24 hours, you are expending more calories in energy than what you are consuming from food. More calories out, less calories in. Or the calories out exceed the calories in. That's what we call a caloric deficit. How do you create a caloric deficit? Well, I just spoke to you guys about calories out, calories in. So the one way that you can get the calories in to be less than the calories out is to decrease the amount of calories in, decrease the amount of food that you're consuming. The other way is to increase the amount of calories out or increase the amount of calories you're using 
when you exercise. Let me just dive a little bit deeper on both of those when we talk about reducing the calories in, reducing your caloric intake, reducing the amount of food that you consume. Because we're framing this discussion around losing weight almost exclusively from body fat, we want to pay particular attention to where those calories are coming from in terms of macronutrients. So ideally, we want to get 40% of our macronutrients from protein, 40% from carbohydrates, 20% from fat as a general rule of thumb macro split because that is going to encourage our body to maintain muscle mass and lose weight almost exclusively from body fat. Regardless, your calories in have to be less than your calories out. When we then look at the calories out, we want to pay particular attention to Cardiovascular exercise, aka cardio, walking, running, Stairmaster, elliptical, uh, stationary bike, anything that puts your heart rate at an elevated rate for a sustained period of time is cardiovascular based exercise. But we also want to look at weight based training as well. We want to look at resistance based exercise. The reason why resistance-based exercise is important, once again, because we're looking at maintaining muscle tissue while we lose weight exclusively from body fat. The way you maintain muscle tissue is you perform resistance-based exercise. Step number two, and this ties into step number one. Number one and number two are very much related. Step number two is to create a sustainable routine that fits your lifestyle. So when we talk about creating this caloric deficit and we're saying that you can do it one of two ways, reducing the amount of food that you consume, increasing the amount of exercise that you do from a combination of resistance-based training and cardiovascular-based training, it's really up to you how much of each you use. And that really comes down to what fits your lifestyle. If you're the sort of person who has a huge appetite, and you know that reducing your caloric intake is going to be very abrasive to your lifestyle, you don't like the feeling of being hungry, you don't like restricting your caloric intake too much, then don't restrict your caloric intake too much. Look at the other side of the scale. Increase your caloric output. Do more cardio. Train harder. Train more times per week. Increase the caloric burn. Increase the caloric output. Increase the caloric expenditure. On the flip side, if you're the sort of person that hates exercise, you don't like going to the gym. You don't like doing cardio. It's like pulling teeth to you, increasing caloric output. Well then, don't increase caloric output too much. Take from the other side of the scale. Reduce your caloric input. Reduce the amount of food that you consume. How you create this caloric deficit, guys, is completely up to you. There's not one rule rule that fits all. There's not one perfect way to do this. It depends on the individual and it depends on what fits your lifestyle. And the reason why you want to create a caloric deficit in a way that suits your lifestyle, that fits your lifestyle, is because fat loss takes time. It's not going to happen over a couple of weeks. Most of the time, it's not going to happen over a couple of months. You're looking at 12 plus weeks three plus months to achieve significant fat loss for most people. And if you're starting with a lot of body fat, it's going to be six months plus. 
It could even be 12 months plus. We're talking about a long period of time. The only way you're going to be consistent enough with creating your caloric deficit over a sufficiently sustained period of time to achieve the desired fat loss you're trying to achieve is to create it in a way that's not abrasive to the lifestyle you want to lead. If you are a person who has a huge appetite and you create your caloric deficit by dropping your calories, dropping the food that you eat way too low, you're only going to stick to that for a couple of weeks at best, if not a couple of days. And then you're going to throw the towel in because you're going to go, fuck it. This is shit. I really don't enjoy this. My fat loss journey is over. If you're the sort of person who hates doing cardio, hates exercising, and you decide to create a caloric deficit by doing a shit ton of cardio and a shit ton of exercise, you're going to stick to it for a couple of days, at best a couple of weeks. And then you're going to throw the towel in because you're going to go, man, I'm so tired. This is shit. I hate doing cardio. I hate going to the gym. It's too abrasive to the lifestyle I want to lead. The only way that you're going to be consistent enough for a sufficiently sustained period of time to achieve whatever amount of fat loss you want to achieve is to create a caloric deficit in a way that fits your lifestyle. Step number three is to then maintain that caloric deficit. So there's two parts to this. The first one is, you know, what sort of caloric deficit should I aim to achieve at a given point in time? Should I drop my calories like stupidly low right from the start, lose a shit ton of body fat very, very quickly? Should I increase my caloric output immensely right from the start, lose a lot of body fat very, very quickly? Is that the best way to do it? In my personal opinion, and I think most fitness professionals in the fitness space are going to give a similar opinion. It needs to be a slow process. Once again, over a sustained period of time. So as a rule of thumb, I like to look at a 1% total body weight loss per week. If you're creating a caloric deficit that allows you to lose 1% of your total body fat per week on a consistent basis, that's the sort of caloric deficit you want to create. If you're losing more than 1%, so let's take, for example, someone who weighs 70 kilos. If you're losing more than 700 grams a week, you're probably too far in a caloric deficit. It's not going to be sustainable over a sufficiently long period of time to achieve sustainable fat loss. If you're losing less than 700 grams a week for a 70 kilo person, you can probably push a little bit harder probably increase your caloric output a little more, decrease your caloric input a little more. You got room to play there. But as a rule of thumb, about 1% total body weight loss per week means that you're pretty good with the amount of caloric deficit you're creating. The second reason why maintaining a caloric deficit is so important is because our bodies try and reach a state of equilibrium at all times, nonstop, forever. It's called homeostasis. And the way our bodies achieve homeostasis is through a process called metabolic adaptation. So when you first put yourself in a caloric deficit, you're going to lose that 1% body weight per week. Maybe you might do it for a few weeks. And then you're going to plateau. The fat loss is going to stop. Why does the fat loss stop when you haven't changed anything? Well, your body downregulates your metabolism through metabolic adaptation to match your caloric input versus your caloric output. So it actually downregulates 
your metabolism so that you're no longer in caloric deficit. And our bodies do this as a survival mechanism. If we didn't downregulate our metabolic output, downregulate our metabolic rate, if we didn't have metabolic adaptation, we would just continue to lose and lose and lose and lose until we shriveled up into nothing and died. It's a survival mechanism. It's great for survival. It's shit for fat loss because you do reach plateaus. This is why when people start in a caloric deficit and they go too hard too soon, they drop their calories way too low. They increase their caloric output way too high. They lose a lot of fat very quickly. And then within usually a couple of weeks, if not a couple of months, they plateau and they have nowhere to move because they can't reduce calories anymore. It's too low. They can't increase caloric output anymore. It's too high. They've got nowhere to go. Metabolic adaptation kicks in. Fat loss stalls. There's nowhere to go. So this is why this 1% weight loss per week is so important because it's sustainable and it gives you places to go when you plateau. And this is why keeping tabs on your caloric deficit through things like weekly check-ins to make sure you're not plateauing, to make sure that you're continuing to lose at about 1% per week is so important because then you can be reactive and pull your calories in down a little bit, increase your calories out up a little bit in a way that fits your lifestyle sustainably over a long period of time. Step number four is to create a hormonal environment that supports this fat loss that you're trying to achieve. A couple of tips to achieve this. The first is to consume sufficient dietary fats. Fats are very important for all sorts of hormone production, which is why at the start of this podcast, I mentioned your macro split, 40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% fats. Having those 20% fats is going to be great for hormone production that's going to support fat loss. Secondly, getting enough quality and rapid eye movement, aka deep sleep each and every night is huge for regulating a particular hormone, it's called cortisol, which is huge when it comes to fat loss. So getting enough good quality and rapid eye movement or deep sleep each and every night is hugely important when it comes to creating a hormonal environment that supports fat loss. What that number actually looks like depends on the individual. General rule of thumb, if you're waking up in the morning and you feel tired, you're probably not getting enough good quality and rapid eye movement sleep probably need to sleep a little more, sleep a little more efficiently, make sure you're getting that quality sleep. The third is to take a hormone supplement that supports creating a hormonal environment that's good for fat loss. Just to drop a supplement that is hugely popular, Core Heart Extreme, great for guys and girls, works for both genders just as well, and helps control insulin sensitivity helps control estrogen, helps control cortisol, does everything that you need to do to create a hormonal environment that is going to support a fat loss goal. And then finally, while we're on hormones, a lot of females, especially younger females, are putting something in their body each and every day that is creating a really bad hormonal environment for fat loss, and that is the contraceptive pill. So if you're a female and you're on the contraceptive pill, and you're trying to lose fat, you're probably going to want to rethink taking the contraceptive pill because it is completely against a hormonal environment that supports fat loss. And then step five, 
we've kind of touched on supplements a little bit already, but step five is to enhance the fat loss using different supplements. And this is where you can look at a complete stimulant-based thermogenic fat burner. Let me drop a couple of products because I know you guys are interested. Core Burn X, Ghost Burn, Dark Side, Extreme Stim Fat Burner is another great one as well. If you're not interested in stimulants, you can look at stim-free fat burners. A great one at the moment is Core Shred. And if you're not interested in fat burners at all, but you still want a supplement that's going to support your fat loss goal, you can look at single free-form amino acids, in particular acetylocarnitine creation supplements. Alcapura is a great supplement that doesn't contain any stimulants or any thermogenic fat burners, but is an amino acid that actually allows your body to transport fat from fat cells into the mitochondria of cells where that fat can be used as a source of energy. It's a very important amino acid when it comes to actual, on a, on a cellular level, actual utilization of fat as a source of energy. And those are the five steps, guys. A very quick tour of those five steps. And I'm sure those of you who have made it this far in this podcast understand those five steps. Perhaps you've had to pause and rewind and listen to bits and pieces again, especially when I start dropping the numbers, the 40, 40, 20 macro split, the 1% fat loss of total body weight, total body weight loss per week to make sure you're in a sustainable caloric deficit. What we tend to find is what people struggle most with is actually putting this into practice. And the reason for that is because the numbers become a little bit confusing. When you start, you know, doing a meal diary, looking at what you're putting in your body, weighing your foods, figuring out how many grams of protein are in this food, how many grams of carbs are in this one, how many grams of fat are in this one. When you start looking at your caloric output and you start trying to look at the numbers and create that caloric deficit, the numbers get confusing. So a lot of the time, it's not necessarily that people don't understand these five steps to losing fat. It's the actual putting them into practice where people get lost or it becomes a little bit too hard or a little bit too confusing. And you guys know I don't like plugging anything in these podcasts. These podcasts are purely informational. I'm trying to add as much value to you guys as possible. But I am going to mention something here because I know for so many of you, it is going to be the final piece of the puzzle that's going to allow you to finally crack the code when it comes to fat loss. And that is, of course, the Massive Joe's Challenge. Registration at the time of recording this podcast for season four of the Massive Joe's Challenge is open. When you enter the Massive Joe's Challenge, you can select one of two goals. You can select a build muscle goal. You can select a lose fat goal. Obviously, this podcast is about loose fat, and that's why I wanted to bring up the Massive Joe's Challenge. But the reason why I want to bring this into this podcast is because all of this confusing putting into practice stuff where most people fall down when it comes to fat loss and also muscle gain as well, but most of the numbers, we do that for you in the Massive Joe's Challenge. We provide you with a diet and a meal plan that you can customize based on what fits your lifestyle. We provide you with the macros. We provide you with the different foods that yield the macros. All you have to do is go and pick your source of protein, your source of carbs, your source of fat, create your meals, you're good to go. We provide you with the diet. We provide you with the meal plan. 
We provide you with the workout, the cardio, and the supplement plans. It's all done for you. It's all customized to your gender, your goal, your age, your starting body weight. We provide you with motivational guides to make sure that you stay on track when perhaps you have a week where your fat loss isn't where you think it's supposed to be or you get a little bit disheartened because you haven't lost that 1% of your total body weight and you go, shit, why am I doing this for you? We provide you with that as well in the Massive Joe's Challenge. We then provide you with support through our Facebook group that you have access to 24-7 with all the other challenges in the Massive Joe's Challenge as well as the team at Massive Joe's who are running the Massive Joe's Challenge. We provide all of this for you for 10 weeks. It's a 10-week challenge, and it's designed to take the confusion out of putting this theory into practice. I can sit here and talk to you guys for hours upon hours about the five best ways to lose body fat, the five best ways to build muscle, the, the, the theory behind whatever body composition fitness goal you have. The theory is the easy part. You got to listen to it a couple of times, but once you understand it, you understand it. The theory is easy. The practice is hard. That's why we created the Massive Joe's Challenge for you guys to really assist you in putting the theory into practice, make it as easy as possible so that you can improve your body and through improving your body, you improve your life. MassiveJoe'sChallenge.com Season four registrations are open at the time of recording this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and season four is long gone, we run a couple of challenges every year. So at some point, registrations will be open for the next season of the Massive Just Challenge. And if you're someone who's serious about losing body fat, who's serious about improving body composition, and you just need that little bit of assistance when it comes to putting the theory into practice, I encourage you guys to hop on MassiveJustChallenge.com and sign up. And that's it, guys. That's a wrap for this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. Very fitness focused, of course. Very lose fat, fat loss, body fat loss, weight loss focus. And I feel like I've given you guys some pretty good value in this podcast. If you agree, the one thing that I ask from you guys in return, whether you want to sign up to the Massive Joe's Challenge or not, it's just a suggestion. The one thing I ask in return is that you share this podcast. Mention it to a friend, a family member, a work colleague. Next time you guys are talking about some content that you've consumed recently, movies, Netflix series, uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, drop the Fitness Times Business podcast in there. Give us a little love. And for those of you who are on Instagram, post a screenshot of you listening to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever it is, take a screenshot, post that in your IG story and tag me in it at Joseph Mensah. I like to reshare those because I really appreciate the love that you guys are showing. And those of you who share the podcast, I truly do appreciate that. Speaking of appreciating guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me on a Fitness Times Business podcast. I appreciate that. Until next time, I'll catch you on a flip side. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure you give us a five-star rating. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.